Hey, it's Ryan Doyle coming up on the Guaranteed Money Podcast. What's the deal with DraftKings stocks? Is a takeover imminent for Bally's? Who do we like in this week's Pro-Am at Pebble Beach? And the Ontario market set to open April 4th. Who will be the winners and losers there? Find out in Guaranteed Money. Guaranteed Money Podcast. I am Ryan Doyle, joined by millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill. All views on the Guaranteed Money Podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment or gambling advice. The views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational and not investment advice. Now that the lawyers are happy, Anthony, one hell of a week. It's great to be back doing this again, man. I've missed it. Oh, yeah. It was first episode was awesome. I mean, we got some good ammo this weekend again from a hell of a uh, hell of a slate of football games. And I mean, there's just a lot going on right now and the topics that we're covering. Um, so look forward to jumping right in. Yeah, let's do that. I'll give you your high praise. You, you nailed some great picks on the weekend football wise. You get your due diligence. You get your, you know, your, your kudos, your just desserts, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, you get a lot of accolades from me because you, you nailed well, the Rams you. last week and you were very hot on the Bengals. I will say my my my. um prop bet of jimmy garoppolo over 223 that cash oh, yeah. as well oh yeah that was money so, that was money in the bank yeah little well or guaranteed money whatever we, yeah 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 <laughs> guaranteed guaranteed money might as well plug it while we can uh let's talk a little bit about though the nfl because it's been one hell of a week not just tom brady's retirement we'll get to that in a second but some pretty i think some pretty shocking revelations when it comes to uh, the former coach of the, the Cleveland Browns, Jimmy Haslam, uh, when it comes to Brian Flores, the f- former oh, coach of the Miami gonna start, Dolphins. We're going to start here. Well, why not? You're going you're gonna to kill me right off the bat with the Dolphins? All right, let, let's, well, let, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's so just the, get into it. The accusations against the team ownership and the team leadership, both in the Browns case and in the Dolphins case, isn't yeah. that they were just tanking. And, you know, everybody understood that there's tanking for draft picks in the NFL. It's not a draft system like the lottery, like the NBA, a lottery system like the NBA. So teams tend to do poorly towards the end of the season to secure great players coming out of college. That's not new. The bounty yeah. is a hell of a new wrinkle in it all, where head coaches are saying, this ownership said, I'll give you $100,000 a game if you tank these games at the end of the season. That's where we come in in the gambling space and say, does this not does this not hurt the credibility of the, the overall industry if I'm betting week 16, 17, and 18 of football? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But I mean, to be honest, I think you're naive if you really don't think this goes on, um, especially in football. Like tanking is it, it's it sucks and it takes the competitive nature out of the game that everyone loves so much. But I mean, this is business. We're talking about multi-billion dollar assets, multi-million dollar athletes and like a lot of money on the line. And these owners are billionaires and owners for a reason. They're competitive. They win at all costs. Like they get what they want. So, I mean, while I hate what's going on, I hate the nature of, I I would like to be in a room where an owner actually tells a coach this, especially someone like Brian Flores, who comes from Bill Belichick. And I'm sure he's a very, very competitive individual. Um, I mean, I I think there's no place for it in the sport, but I mean, if you think that this doesn't go on, on, on multiple fronts, then you're 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 just naive, but it does definitely yeah. it uh it de- definitely does affect the integrity of the game going late into the season. What? And now, if I'm a player, which I am, you know, I'm not oh, just yeah. somebody who covers the space. I'm a you know I'm a gambler. I play and I wager in week sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. I've I've had that 
you know, that experience in Vegas in a sports book, week 17, where everything is just bananas. Left is right. Oh, yeah. Cats are sleeping with dogs. The whole fucking thing is messed up. But now I'm I'm probably thinking to myself, I'm not going to splash a lot of cash. I'm going to keep my powder dry in those later weeks because I'm not sure Vegas is fully adjusting to the fact of a, of a real tank. You know, it used to be yeah, whispers yeah. and conversations. Now you're talking about bounties and checkbooks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it looks terrible on the uh, on the surface, but I really, I mean, this might be a completely ass backwards point of view, but for an owner to go to a coach and say, look, I'm going to give you $100,000 to tank the game, that means that he also needs to coordinate with the 32 players that are also on the field and and everybody else. I mean, it, it, it you just can't go to Brian Flores and say, hey, tank the game. Like you still have you still have competitive players on both sides of the ball that are going to play to the best of their, or at least I would think, are going to play to the best of their ability. So, I mean, unless Brian Flores comes out and says, hey, Stephen Ross is giving me a hundred grand. Everybody just take the day off, go out on the field and do whatever. I mean, I think it's a pretty hard thing to pull off to actually throw a game. All right, unless, unless, let's say there's a little trickle-down economics here in the coaching staff, right? Okay, you know, yeah. I'm Brian Flores. I got 100 Gs. I got to tell my defensive coach, hey, you know what? You're going to run some plays that are questionable, but let's just do that. I'm going to slip you a 15. Offensive coach, same deal. Special teams, same deal. Flores still makes out. Uh, you know, the Browns' former coach, Haslam, he still makes out. And the game is is thrown. Now you got to go back, if you're the league, and look at some of these games and see how poorly oh, yeah. this was done and how it was all executed. Oh, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think this is going to be worse than the Flategate. Um, I think that this is going to be this is going to send like shockwaves through like the league. Like it's literally questioning the integrity of of the National Football League. One guy who uh, his integrity has been questioned, and you mentioned the Flategate. So let's get into Tom Brady. I uh, retired yeah. this week. Uh, some people out there in the space, and you'd know a lot about this uh, with your work in the in the crypto and NFT field. Uh, some people are saying that this could have an implication for DraftKings. Uh, he's co-founded a company. Uh, when it comes to NFTs and an NFT yep. platform, he's got an arrangement with DraftKings. Uh, how how much of a, a negative is this going to be towards DraftKings, or could it be a positive? I think it's a net positive. I mean, I think it's absolutely a net positive. I mean, Brady now just is going to become a brand ambassador for everything he's he's part of. I mean, he's got Brady brand, he's got autograph, he's got the DraftKings um, affiliations. I mean, Brady's going to become a multi-billion-dollar empire just off the back of his last name. I mean, when we were talking to people last week. Everyone's like, oh, Brady's not retiring. Brady's not retiring. I'm like, first of all, he just put out a statement <laughs> that implicated his wife and his children, which is usually step one to I got an out. And then you take it further. He raised $170 million for autograph. He just launched his clothing brand. I mean, the guy's a mogul to begin with. He's got a whole ecosystem that he can plug himself into. And it's about damn time he got off the football field. Like, I'm sick of seeing him. I'm sick of seeing him win. He's the goat. He's the best. He's the most. I can't I stand the, the guy. I can't. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't stand, stand him guy. either. And I don't think he's the best quarterback ever. I think he's the most accomplished quarterback ever. But good riddance. He's gone. I'll see now, him in see, the NFT space now from now until the end of time. Here's the thing I would say. I hate him because he's just found ways to beat teams. And I disagree yeah. with you. I think he's the greatest. I think he's the greatest player of all time, even though I dislike him. Is he the greatest thrower? Is he the greatest passer? Absolutely not. Is he going to yeah. lead the league in every statistic, although he had a pretty good year this past year? His year was Probably crazy. Not. It was nuts. But you yeah. know, a lot of people make the Aaron Rodgers argument. Is Aaron Rodgers a better you know, pure passer? You know, He can find those spaces. He can find those holes. I'm an Aaron Rodgers. 
I'm an Aaron okay. Rodgers guy. So I'm a big Aaron Rodgers from. guy. I'm a big Dan Marino guy. But I would argue that Tom Brady's intangibles paired with his arm are more valuable than both of their arms combined. And they're much better passers, much better protectors of the ball. But Brady's got something about him. Like, you don't just go into Tampa in year one, basically sure. just do what you're going to do and win the Super Bowl. Um, like, that, 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 that comes from the culture that Tom Brady brings, not just the pure talent. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that he's, yeah, he's got everything that you would possibly ever want and more in a, uh, in a football player. Maybe without the, he made t- the, the best arm ever. He made $290 million all in when it comes to his NFL career. How much yeah. bigger can he get off the field? Oh, billions. He'll be a billionaire. 100%. If Tiger Woods, if Tiger Woods can do it, if Michael Jordan can do it, if uh, Floyd Mayweather can do it, and they're in analog uh, verticals right now, Tom Brady's <laughs> going to take, take autograph and, and turn it into a unicorn. He's going to take his clothing brand and make it into, Lou, I mean, this is a bold statement, but like Lululemon for men. Um, I won't buy it. There's going to be a ton of people though that are hey, going hold to on buy it. I already, I already own a couple pieces of Lululemon for men. They're fantastic. I don't I need lo- Brady's no, no, no. name I, on my I ass. love Lululemon, but I won't buy Brady. I'm not going to buy Brady. Like I don't want Brady's <laughs> okay. name on whatever I'm wearing. Lululemon to me make. I mean, I'm a Nike guy, but I, okay. Lululemon make their pants and everything are amazing. Um, but the I think he's I going own. to the best pants I own make, are Lululemon oh, pants. Hundred um, percent. He's going to make an athleisure brand and a cool brand. For, for for men and he, there's no doubt in my mind that he's a multi-billionaire 10 years from now all right another athlete looking to make some bank uh bryson dechambeau multiple reports that the player has been offered eye-watering amounts of money uh to join the new breakaway saudi golf league for a hundred million i guess it's yeah. hundred million euro so we're talking about 200 million some odd dollars uh, yeah. I don't think it's a great move. I, I've got my own stance. You know, when it comes to LeBron in China, I'm obviously anti-China when it comes to their human rights record and whatnot. Yeah, uh, I, I fall in line the same way with 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 the Saudi Golf League. It's great, but you've got to clean up your own backyard before you come for North American players and expect them to be your poster boy. But that's me. I've got yeah. this sort of ethical slant on all of it. Not everybody does. Yeah, I mean, if it was somebody like Daniel Berger. Louis Oosthuizen, like one of these lower tier golfers, I think they take the money and run. But let's be real, like Bryson's going to make a hundred million dollars whether he goes over there or stays in the PGA. And to be honest, facing a lifetime ban, I think even if you offered that, if you offered Bryson a billion dollars to go over to Saudi Arabia, but you could never compete in another major again, I still don't think he takes it. I mean, these guys are competitors to their core. And in golf, especially the PGA and the majors are everything. I don't think that there's a monetary trade-off if you're a real top ten golfer to to to, to go take the money. I don't think anyone does it. Um, and that, he's also that, that he's can, also red hot win. right now. Oh yeah, I mean you know, he's a red hot name. I hated Bryson about a year ago. <laughs> my friends and I. I mean, I'm a I golf like I'm a big golfer. Like I golf twice a week. Like a bunch yeah. of my friends, we all golf like. We're I'm average. Um, and I mean, I hated Bryson just because of like his tooly nature and the way that he was like had the whole feud with Brooks. And like he's just I found him very unlikable. As soon as the Ryder Cup happened, it was like a switch flipped and everybody started to love the guy because he just became personable. He was repping the USA. Sure. He was just likable for once. But he's also an amazing golfer. I think what he's doing to the game from a physicality point of view and his just obsession 
with with ball speed and swing speed and hitting the ball as far and straight as possible, I think is great for the game. He's innovating the game. But I mean, I don't think that anybody takes the money over being barred uh, or disbarred from the PGA. The trade off is just too great. Everyone's because what does Jack. that mean in your yeah? And what does that mean in your later years? You know, you got to think ahead, right? Oh, yeah. Senior PGA and that kind of thing. Yeah. You'd be banned from all of those events, and the Saudis aren't going to care once your name is washed up. You'll be thrown no. aside for the next guy, and then what do you have at the end of it all? You got yeah, I mean, one hundred thirty-five million. million. Okay. Don't get me wrong, one hundred thirty-five million sounds great. Um, I would, I would take much less than that in a heartbeat. But I mean, if that means that I'm not going to be able to compete against the best in the world and I'm not going to be able to partake in the best tournaments in the world, like to me, I mean, Bryson's probably got close to a hundred million if I had to guess anyway, in earnings right now, um, just from everything. So, I mean, at that point, the money doesn't matter. It's all about the W's and it's all about being able to actually compete and partake with the best. And the PGA is the best. Now, when it comes to money, I don't know if you notice this. Can you see this? This is you see this what I'm wearing here today. This is for this is yeah. on purpose. You see that this is my get the bag hoodie. All right. Yeah. Anytime you see this, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put something fire out on the podcast. We, we're talking okay. about the world of golf. You, you're writing this down. Oh no, you're just taking a drink. Okay. Uh, you got Pebble Beach. You got the pro am coming up this, this oh, yeah. weekend, starting on Thursday. Uh, Patrick Cantlay is the favorite at plus six fifty. A lot of money. I checked with the folks at, at BetMGM. Uh, Maverick McNeely, who is just a, a standout rookie out of Stanford, I believe he is. Uh, he's plus 1,600. Justin Rose is plus 2,000. Uh, Jason Day taking a lot of money, according to the folks at MGM, BetMGM, uh, at plus 1,600. My guy, I took him this morning, and I'm going to just say this. I know he had a bacterial infection last weekend. Didn't look right in the farmers. He says he's going to be 100%. How Jordan Spieth is entering this tournament at plus 1,700 yeah. And isn't getting all the money in the plus seventeen hundred. I took him this morning at plus seventeen hundred, and I am happy to lay that money down because I think again, you got the sweatshirt on today. It's the get yeah. the bag special on guaranteed money today. I think Jordan Spieth walks away with this. Uh, he was pretty close last year. I believe he was third in this tournament. I think there's a lot of upside to taking Jordan Spieth in this thing. I don't. I, I mean, I don't think that's a bad bet. I think that's a money bet. That, that's a lock bet, not a lock bet. But I mean, for for those odds with that talent, I would take that all day. I've never been, a, to be honest, I've never been a big uh, wager in golf. Um, I've stuck more to like the daily fantasy stuff. I'm just putting rosters sure. together with points. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you taking Spieth in a, in a California-based tournament is, uh, is, is, is money. Where he was third last year. Like, yeah, this yeah. is not like some, you know, it's not like he doesn't know the course and doesn't play the course well. And I think, you know, there's a yeah. lot of money. We get out of the NFL season. I think there's a lot of money to be made. And we'll break this down as we go with this podcast uh, in the world of golf, in the world of tennis that people just don't see. You know, it's not as obvious because yeah. it's maybe not as flashy or you're only going to watch the Sunday, right? You're only going to watch the final couple couple holes of the yeah. last round. There's money to be made out there in the world. Yeah, and I mean, it's also risk. reward. I mean, it's, it's risk reward. The, the reward's huge if you hit on these uh, on these tennis and golf wagers. Yeah, and you don't have to lay a lot out, which I love. You know, no. again, you just put a little bit down, sprinkle a little cash, uh, do it responsibly if you're going to do it. The January numbers are out when it comes to uh, DraftKings and Caesars, the mo- major uh, sports betting stocks. Everybody seems to still be kicking the living hell out of, out of DraftKings. The 52 weeks does not look fantastic. Where are yeah. you on this company in particular? Because we're going to break down some of the other ones, including Bally's in just a second, but... DraftKings to me, I can't figure this out for the life of me. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, I know a lot of people that are using the DraftKings app. Um, maybe in these markets where they're going, let's say omni-channel, like right out the bat, people are gravitating more towards Caesars, Bally's, FanDuel, 
or I mean, any of the likes, I don't understand it for the life of me, um, how they're not just, just outpacing everybody in terms of revenue. And you've got Caesars as well, who is doing yeah. a pretty good job. They're number one leader when it comes to the state of New York. They're, uh, you know, I don't want to say double, but pretty close to double the, the second place runner up. Um, you know, if you're putting your money down, I know Caesars is in other spaces, but that would probably be the, the better of the bets if you're looking at the markets at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Caesars, Caesars, I think is, Caesars, I think is a solid bet. I mean, Caesars is a solid name with global exposure. Um, they're private. Um, currently though, um, Caesars. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you'd be, uh, if you could get into them, it'd be, it'd be nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that they're going to make a play well, either they'll spack it out or they're, or they're going to spin out their, their, their sports division, um, into some sort of, uh, some sort of public vehicle. Um, because I mean, well, that's what I was going to ask you. To, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, so you see them spinning at least the, the sports wagering part out to a oh, public yeah. offering at some point in time. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see like Caesars, Win, Bally's start to create these digital ecosystems. Like I hate to be buzzwordy, but leveraging like the metaverse, um, NFTs, dig, uh, I, I casinos um, start to get into entertainment in the metaverse, um, such as like the musical acts that they're programming within their hotels and within their casinos, bringing that into the metaverse. Who's not going to want to go see Britney Spears sure. in the metaverse versus go to Vegas? Um, I mean, these are things that I think they're going to create a basket of, roll them up and then either take them public or sell them to a digital suitor. Um, but I definitely think that's coming and you're going to see a lot more of that in the space moving forward. Well, you know, I talked about Bally's and you talked about Bally's. Their, their shares skyrocketed this yeah. week. There's a hedge fund called Standard General. Uh, they offered to buy their shares outstanding for $38 each. Uh, of course, Bally's offers online sports through Bally's Interactive. I watched an interview on CNBC with their with their chair. The, the first movers, you had Caesars spending a ton of money on promotions and grabbing a lot of market share. Yes. Well, look, New York is a really interesting place because, uh, first of all, there's only nine licensees. So we're one of them. Um, and I think that, you know, some of the other markets have like 25, 30 different people. So I think people thought, well, maybe people will be a little more relaxed, uh, uh, a little more uh, reasonable about promotion and advertising in New York because of the fact that there are fewer hands. And it also has a 51% tax rate, which is the highest in the country. Um, this is great for New York, as a New York state citizen. I mean, it was great. It's like people, I mean, I mean, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's so, look, I don't, I, th I think it's kind of funny, like literally, I, you know, without casting aspersions at, on, on all of our fellow colleagues and in industry participants, but you could literally, open an account with one person, open an account with another person, get your free promotional money and bet separately, bet different ways on the same game and you will win <laughs> on one of them. <laughs> like, I don't know why everyone's not doing that. I don't, we don't, you know what I mean? Like, I was kind of blown away by this guy. First of all, he was way too casual for what was going on. He's very laid back gentleman. Uh, he was talking guys. a little bit about, is it okay? You think so? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why? If uh, I mean, to be honest, when I see billionaires or I see uh, like laser focused businessmen, like the ones that are usually laid back and the ones that don't look like they belong, usually belong the most. It's the guys that are dressed to the nines with their hair slicked back, trying to be pompous and arrogant. Like, yeah, sure. They're well-educated. Yeah. They're probably subject matter experts, but I'll take the guy that just doesn't give a fuck. Uh, meanwhile, he's probably a killer when you get him in the boardroom and when you get him on the M&A front, I'll take that guy in my corner every day of the week. Okay, so here's the here's the thing in New York with Bally's because I, I don't know if they're if they say that they're they're a buyer, not a seller when it comes to who they are and what their street reputation is. I'll take the guy at his word. 
But the idea that they're going into the New York market, they have license in the New York market. They're able oh, yeah. to operate. They just haven't flipped the switch and aren't going to before the Super Bowl and aren't going to before March Madness. Is that not a mistake? I uh, well, so I, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be known as to why that de- why they're making that decision. If I had to guess, it's just a function of their digital infrastructure isn't there. Um, to handle the demand or they don't have the product to actually launch into market because from a business decision, it makes zero sense. If the barrier to entry is now gone, you're you're allowed to legally operate in the market and you've got arguably two of the largest, actually, they probably are two, they they probably are the two largest uh, sporting events in terms of wagering um, right in front of you. There's no reason not to be there unless your digital ecosystem just isn't up to par. With, uh, with with what you want to uh, achieve in the market. I also got the sense, and, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but watching this guy, he kind of mentioned the the promotional vehicles. And we talked a little bit about those on the, the first episode, yeah. uh, where you're getting a lot of these companies offering ridiculous uh, promo offerings for customers, for clientele. He kind of turned it, I don't want to say he turned his nose up on it because I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he didn't seem to act too fondly towards the idea. And I got the sense, maybe he's just waiting for everybody to burn out that excess cash that they're throwing out the oh. door. Uh, and and then that that way the space is a little bit more ripe for him. I mean, it, it's it's kind of wild what these companies are doing. And I mean, just to give some perspective, like I like I mentioned on the first on the first episode, my business partner is like on a heater right now on Fanduel yeah. um, with the player props. In the last week, they gave him two thousand dollars in credit that he put instantly into twenty hundred dollar parlays. Um, they offered him uh, box seats to the Super Bowl. Box seats to the Nuggets. Um, they had like a five star mixer that he went to, um, and they just keep rolling out the red carpet. Meanwhile, he's now taking all of his money out of the account and he's playing with house money um, right now. So, I mean, I don't understand what Who the shows up? Hold on, is. hold on, hold on. Who shows up at a five star mixer? Uh, it was like, it, I think it was Nuggets players and like local, local, uh, local players. Okay. Um, I'll take local, it. <laughs> uh, local betters. But I mean, the guy, yeah. the, the rep literally called him yesterday and goes, Hey, Michael, I've got two box seats to the Super Bowl. Are you interested? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And then maybe, maybe that's why Bally's is keeping their powder dry. Why would they want I, to compete with that? Let those others burn themselves out. That, that, that's the one thing I'm afraid of is these companies are eventually going to run out of money because I mean, if they're not keeping sticky customers and like the casino, the traditional casino model, if they're not getting their money back in due time, they're going to run it. They're going to go, they're going to go out of business. Like they can't just they, they they can't just keep feeding this machine without getting any uh, anything in return. Uh, one of the other markets we want to take a look at because there's not a day that goes by that I don't get somebody that says, "Hey Ryan, what's going on up in Ontario? What's going up in Canada uh, when it comes to that sports wagering scene?" What we can tell you is that April fourth, that's when the the switch gets flipped. Uh, the question then becomes, and I ha- was having a discussion with a buddy last night via text message, you know, who's going to be the standout? Who's going to be the major player? When you look at it, I think FanDuel and the relationship with MLSE, that's yeah. going to put them probably ahead of the pack for now. You're going to have DraftKings. They're going to splash the cash that we just mentioned. Uh, Caesars will probably be, you know, a big player in that game and in the market. And, I, you know, I was saying to him, I said, listen, don't sleep on the score. Obviously, they've got a relationship with Penn. I think that it's a, you know, it's a, it's an app that a lot of people, at least in Canada, have had on their phone since they were in high school. Now you've got guys and ladies who are in their twenties and thirties that still have that app. It's a flip of the switch. They'll yeah. probably be a bit of a sleeper in it all. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't pass judgment and write them off right away either. 
No, I don't think you can underestimate the, I don't think you can underestimate the traction that you can get. If you have apps already on everybody's phone and you literally push an update and then fire a push notification. Oh, by the way, you can now wager live inside the score. Like your marketing dollars are, are not even needing to be spent. You've already got the user adoption sitting in their phones. I mean, if they can, if they can activate that app and they can also, and start to convert users, I would expect them to win the Canadian market. Um, and, and be very efficient, um, in their user acquisition strategy just by that alone. Um, I don't think, I don't think the power of that should be underestimated by any means. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because, you know, we were talking and let's, let's have this conversation as well. I, I think when you look at the market, cause you're talking, if, if Ontario was in the United States, it would be the fifth largest state, right? You're talking yeah. about 15 million people thereabouts. Uh, you're talking about revenue, the estimates, $800 million right out of the gate, right out of the stretch. For me, you look at it, and I think that you've got to figure out a way to get it in front of people, even outside of their own phones, even outside of of this type of technology. Oh yeah, you know, we talked about the the Washington Nationals. This is a great example. The Washington Nationals have this amazing bar. They're the first one, first major league sports team to have this kind of bar where you can go in and you can have a sports betting experience, have a cocktail, have a bite to eat, watch the game. You open one of those. I'm going to tell you, you open one of those in the city of Toronto. You might as well just fire up the print license, uh, license to oh, print yeah. money machine. It would be insane. Uh, are there any? Are there regulations though around like serving alcohol and sports wagering under the same See, roof? That, that's a great. That's a great question. Obviously, there aren't in DC, or they've figured out a way yeah, to amend. Because I mean, of those for me, things. for me, it just seems like a little bit dangerous. Because like for me, I mean, speaking from experience, like betting, like if I start getting loose like i'm definitely going to uh m- maybe make what? i'm not saying i'm going not saying i'm going to but i would definitely be inclined yeah. to uh to, to make a little bit of a, a rash decision um if uh if something happens so i mean I'm, i am curious to see how that uh regulatory framework well, progresses the racetrack is a great example right i've, yeah. I've sat up at, at woodbine racetrack in toronto and had a couple of cocktails maybe one too many and put on a, a few you know yeah. a few flyers on the horses so i'm, I'm sure and there was a bar from my knowledge, because uh, I've been there, say from my knowledge. See how I did that? Like I sounded like I'd never been there. Yeah. Um, to, there's a, there was a bar that used to have horse racing, like an off track that you could go in and, and have a meal and have a bite to eat and place a bet right inside that facility. So I'm guessing okay. they've already thought about this. That would be, to, to me, just a, a multi-million dollar business if they were able to do that. Oh, absolutely. Even convert some of the existing stuff to to facilitate that kind of experience for people. Oh yeah, I think it. I mean, I, I'm if they opened one in in Fort Lauderdale, I'd be there right now. Um, like it's which, uh, which would make the show awkward. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it'd be good p- placing live wagering uh, right from the sports book while you're talking to me. Maybe we, you know, maybe we can get a deal with uh, whoever That's, opens one up, and you'll not just the Seminoles, do the show. Uh, the, the, the Seminole Indians were actually going to open a sports book at uh, at Hard Rock um, down here, but I think that got that got a they hit a speed bump. It hasn't opened yet. What is going on in the state of Florida right now? Because I know look, last couple of weeks we've had Louisiana, green light. Everything looks great, by the way. The numbers look phenomenal. If you're in that industry, if you're in that state, in that space, I know Florida sort of put their necks out and then everything kind of uh, retracted a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've got no clue as to what's actually going on. But I mean, for instance, the Seminoles, Hard Rock launched the app. All my friends downloaded it. They were all wagering from, from point, for, literally from the, from the time it launched. Up until the yeah. time they just said, "All right, not we're not allowing it anymore." I mean, I think they they didn't pay off the right people or they didn't get the right approvals, and they just said, "Screw it," and went to market anyway. I mean, it'll get it'll get figured out. I mean, Florida's Florida's Florida. Um, if you got enough money and you got enough influence, you can push anything through. 
um up like for the love of god you're you're a state that still has dog racing yeah yeah we do we have dog <laughs> like, we, yeah yeah well I've yeah been, we do i've been to no you do you do because i've been to the naples fort myers dog track out there in lee yeah. county on the gulf coast and i've sat there oh, yeah. and had a dollar hot dog and, and watched dogs run yep they do we do still have we had one in south florida but i'm pretty sure it closed um it uh but yeah we do we do have dog racing unfortunately uh, so let's end off. Uh, we always, of course, end off with a little bit of a prediction. I gave you one. I gave you the guaranteed money. Get the bag pick with Jordan Spieth uh, in the, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am that's coming up this weekend. But the Super Bowl, let's do a, a very quick look ahead. The NFL numbers are off the chain when it comes to how many eyeballs are on sets. I think this Super Bowl is probably going to break records. I'm jacked up for the halftime show. Call me an old man, but the idea of Dre and Snoop and Kendrick and Eminem and Mary J. Oh, Blige yeah. out there on the stage, that's phenomenal to me. Oh, the yeah. line uh, right now, as it sits, Los Angeles Rams minus four and a half. The total is 48 and a half. I was thinking maybe enough money would get the underdog inspiration. That's never really the way it goes and bet that line down a little bit, you know, but it, it seems like the Rams are taken off to the moon here. I could easily see this closing at five, maybe even five and a half as we get closer. I hope to the it game does. Day. I hope it does. I'm betting the Bengals money line. <laughs> Out and just putting it down. Oh yeah, I'm taking the Bengals money line. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm not. I, I've I've bet huge on the Rams the entire playoffs. I still think the Rams are arguably the better team that are that 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 are that that are around. But I'm betting on the Bengals. The Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is walking away this Joe year. Joe Burrow MVP or Mixon? Does Mixon get the MVP? I, I it's I mean it's probably going to go to Burrow just because he's the QB. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if Mixon goes for over 100 yards against that defensive line, be tough it's not an to act, give it to him. It's an act of God because, I mean, we know their O line sucks. Like, Cincinnati's O line sucks. But I think the, and the Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, MVP, the Bengals win. My bet is the money line on Cincinnati. You know, it's interesting you say the Bengals' offensive line sucks because it does. But yeah. remember how much of, and listen, I'm just as guilty as the next man. That was the, that was sort of the walking line into the last game against the Chiefs. Everybody said, well, the Bengals line is garbage. The Bengals line is garbage, assuming they were just going to get buzzsawed. Well, what happened? Well, they showed up and they figured out ways to make it work. Yeah. You know, duct tape and, and, and bubble gum. They made it work. I, I, I would, it's hard for me to disagree with you because I love a good dog. Yeah. Joe Burrow's not an, Joe Burrow's not an underdog. Joe Burrow's a winner. Joe Burrow. But he's played he's, as an underdog. Uh, yeah, Remember yeah, yeah. his days in LSU? He won the Natty. He won the Natty against Clemson. Everybody counted him out. I cashed that as a future on the money line. So that was yeah, a good looking play to me at the time. And, you know, he was a, he was an underdog in that game. Everybody didn't give, nobody gave him a chance. Yep. Joe Burrow's going to walk into that stadium looking like Joe Namath. He's going to go on the field. He's going to win the Super Bowl and he's going to walk away with the MVP. That is, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's in the cards. I just think that, that that is the way it's going to end. Now, also, I mean, you could take into consideration, I've watched the Chiefs all season, and I've still said up until last week that defense is suspect. I think it's going to be a different animal going against Aaron Donald, Von sure. Miller, Jalen Ramsey at home. Um, it's going to be a tough place to play, but I really do. I'm, I'm all in on the Bengals. All right. I love this because this is good. Yeah. This is a great way to end guaranteed money with a little guaranteed money from uh, Mr. Verrill. This is good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. uh, Joe's, Joe, Joe, Joe's going to do it. <laughs> you got him in a fur coat with chains he's, on, sunglasses. I mean, it's, it's, he's already doing an interview. Did you see his post game interview last week? They asked him if his yeah. chain was real, 
And he was like, yeah, it's real. I make enough money. Like, what kind of question is that? Meanwhile, he's got like purple Cartier, like faded out glasses on. Um, just looking ridiculous. I just he's think it's level. in the cards. Joe's a winner. Um, he's yeah. I I I, right. I think Stafford also is going to shit the bed in the Super Bowl. Really? Okay, so you're playing yeah. all sorts of under props on Stafford. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Stafford. I, I think Stafford reverts to the mean. Um, and I think Cincinnati's defense also isn't getting enough of the uh, enough conversation. Um, they don't have kept anyone them in some games. Oh yeah, and they play hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if Mixon if Mixon can run. And and Burrow finds Jamar Chase, um, which is going to be actually that's going to be the matchup to watch is Jalen Ramsey against Jamar Chase. That's going to be that that's, that's going to be, be a lights out battle. Yeah, lights I think it's going to be a hell of a game. But I I do firmly believe that the Bengals are walking out of there with that trophy. I love it when Anthony drops a little uh, little knowledge, a little guaranteed money right towards the end. We're going to have more, of course, next week uh, on this. We'll talk a little bit about what Vegas has got going on. We'll check in with our folks uh, down in Vegas as we get towards the Super Bowl. But this has been fun. Thanks for oh, doing it, great. man. Yeah, this is the, the, that this is, is literally effortless. Yeah, this is guaranteed yeah. money for another week, and we appreciate you taking a listen wherever, wherever this podcast finds you. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.